0: Welcome
1: to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 219, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care. Since we began in 2017, Home Instead supported and encouraged us. We are so proud to be associated with Home Instead, a trusted, positive small business partner. And now, because we had over seven million downloads last year, we get to add one more sponsorship. So, if you're interested in being part of the Fireside Team, just contact me. Okay, you can tell my voice is bad, and I this happens to me uh, a few weeks ago. I had a guest on, and I knew I was under spiritual attack. I'm always collateral damage. These amazing people that come on my show, they're under attack all the time, I believe. But about two weeks ago, my my computer crashed. So this week, when my, my voice, like two days ago, I had no voice. I've had lots of people praying I'd get it back. But honestly, I didn't even care. I was just laughing. I was like, Lord, I didn't want to talk anyway. I really want to hear what Dr. James McAndrews has to say. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited you're on the show, Jim. Thanks for joining me.
2: My pleasure. So
1: I'm going to give you just a quick, don't forget now, we've done another podcast with Jim, Dr. James McAndrews, called Erectile Dysfunction, What We All Want to Know. And this one I'm going to tell you just a little bit about him, but if you want more information about his, his actual technical resume type stuff, it'll be on that other episode. But here's what I want to say right now. Recently retired, Dr. McAndrews has nothing to sell. No pills, no procedures, no consulting, just lots of great free advice, knowledge, and years of experience walking couples through the challenge of erectile dysfunction. Jim McAndrews, this is, I wrote this, Jim, but it's so true. He is simply a credit to his family, his community, and his profession. He'll share the difference between erectile dysfunction and impotence, explain possible causes, and mainly, this is what I think is so dear. He's going to help me understand what wives can do to support their husbands and how not to take it personally. So, I, I mean, this is just going to be such a great episode. We really hope that you, if you're listening in, we hope you will just want to share this with everybody you know. We're we're trying to figure out a, a tactful way to do that. Jim, thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Oh, I'm excited to be here.
1: So I learned on the last episode, I was going to tell this joke. My dad and his friend were at the at the doctor's, uh, you know this place, the little doctor's lounge they have at one of the hospitals. And my my dad's friend said, Charlie, do you know what they call sex at our age? And my dad loved a good joke because he, he was a gynecologist. He, tur- he turned to his friends and he, this is in front of me. I'm about 50. They're about 70. And he, his dad turns to his friend and he goes, no, what do they call sex at our age? And his friend says, a fond memory. <laughs> so I was 50 years old at the time. I was like, "Uh oh, that's not good news. But <laughs> yeah, but I learned from you on that last episode, some guys never have to experience erectile dysfunction, but some do. And so I want you to talk to me a little bit about that. Um, what's, what's the most common experience that you've noticed?
2: Well, uh, first, when we divide uh, impotence and erectile dysfunction, we use them fairly interchangeably. Impotence, uh, by definition, is is inability to have sexual intercourse. Okay, everything stops. Erectile dysfunction is a large range where men uh, have trouble holding their erection, getting an erection, not lasting long enough. And it can be any of those or all of those. So as men get older, they tend to slow down, but not all men. And even some young men have some some issues. Uh, so it's very common, but as men get older, they tend to have more problems. So that's where that so- joke comes in.
1: Well, I want to ask you another question while I'm thinking about it. Um, So I don't know the difference. I hate to admit how ignorant I am, but I don't know the difference between impotence and like infertility for younger guys. Do you want to just give us a brief understanding of that?
2: Right. So impotence or erectile dysfunction is the inability to get an erection or hold the erection adequate for penetration. So it's the act of sex.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, infertility has to deal with the interaction between the sperm and the egg. So sometimes there's a bit of the uh, fault in the man's sperm or in the woman's egg or a combination of both where they can't have a baby. So a man can function perfectly well and not be able to have, not be able to have a child.
1: Okay. Thank you for explaining that to me. And, and just briefly so that if anyone's listening and infertility is part of their story, we're always so sensitive about that. And, and in fact, I have done some interviews with people like um, Lindsay Bell, for instance, if you're looking for stuff on my website, I'll try to remember to put her link in this section so that if you're concerned or suffering with infertility, you can get more information and comfort from her. There's another guy I really like on the web. His name is Michael J. I think Rooser, but I'm not even sure how to pronounce his name. He talks about having, uh, okay, now I'm going to get all the words mixed up. He talks about having complete erectile dysfunction, which I guess is impotence, and how he managed to still uh, have intimacy with his wife in a sexual way where he was able to fulfill her needs. And so I want to bring up some of this topic. If you're looking, I want you to look for Michael J. Rooser, R-U-S-S-E-R. His TED talk on this topic is really good. But if if your hubby slows down, this is a really hard conversation to have. So how can a wife interact to encourage him and, and let him know it's okay to meet her needs too? Like when you're talking to guys in the, Treatment room, Jim, how does that sound? How do you have that conversation?
2: Well, uh, for one thing, the, the best thing a man can have is an understanding wife because pressuring him is not going to make it any better. So if she is understanding that it may take a little bit more involvement, that things may not be as spontaneous, it may require devices or medications or injections. If she's understanding, then any of his remaining ability is going to get better. Ah. Oh, we that's gr- a great answer. Right. And, and the encouraging thing is, is depending how far a man is willing to go, we can almost always get a man functioning. So what I tell my, man, my, my male patients is I can help you with ability. I just can't help you with opportunity. Oh,
1: because oh that, that's good.
2: <laughs> uh, sex is a, is a partnership. It is, and it's very personal. So I can't tell him how often, how to do it, but I can help him get an adequate erection so that if the opportunity is available, they can work things out between the two of them. For, and, and, I... and for instance, a lot of men take medication. That works. Some men have to actually inject medicine into the penis. That sounds horrible at first, but it works. And some men even go to the extent of having a surgically implanted hydraulic device placed into the penis that will create an erection. So if a man's willing to go through surgery, we can almost guarantee that we can make him functional again.
1: I can't really imagine a wife who would be... uh... That wouldn't be t- her heart, wouldn't be tender, tender knowing that her husband was willing to work on this and talk about it. I think it's so hard to talk about. We're, we're going to have to go do a break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about it, what advice you would have for wives who sort of feel like it might be their fault. And yet, I know this is a physical thing. So, I really want to talk to you from a doctor's perspective, like how to differentiate in those. You know, when the wife feels like, Well, am I doing something wrong? Is he rejecting me? Because women, I'll just tell you, we're very insecure creatures and we do feel that way about a lot of different stuff. So I'm quite sure on this topic, it's so sensitive. I don't want to forget a chance, miss a chance to ask you about that, Jim. And don't forget, you can find all this stuff on Kathy Crafty, K R A. F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E as in edward.com. I'm going to put it all, all the hyperlinks, all the information you can imagine. It's going to be built into a blog. You can find it there so you can use it and, and share it with your friends or, or your husband if you want to. If you're a guy listening in, we're so glad you're here. It's been a real surprise to us how many men listen to our podcast. That's the ongoing, hilarious, hilarious thing to us. I just recently did a talk to a group of men, and it just surprises me that men want to hear what we have to say, but in a way, it doesn't. I know guys, a lot of great guys out there listening and wanting to have great relationships and great conversations with their wives. So Jim and I are really hoping today's episode will help you do that. This is Truth with a Texas Twang. We're going to be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the physical, mental, or emotional symptoms wives can notice like uh, lack of energy, sleep issue, weight gain, depression, and how that can affect your opportunities for sexual intimacy. So stay with us. Jim, thanks for being with me today.
2: You're so welcome.
1: We're doing this because we really care about you. If you're listening in today and you feel alone, I hope this is offering you some comfort and encouragement. I'm so honored to have Dr. James McAndrews on the show. So we're re- we're really happy to bring you this great information, so solid, with nothing to sell, just free. And uh, we're just the beneficiaries of Jim's long years of being a doctor. So stay with us as we go to the break.
0: We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return.
3: Help me, Toginet! You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details, editing, contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in?
2: Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit and we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find.
3: Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up?
2: You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com.
3: Want to move from coexisting to cherished, from isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations, life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations from Coexisting to Cherished is 20 chapters packed with easy practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? (laughs) Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition.
0: We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder now, in their hearts, where the truth bio, and Texas
2: twang meet. And catfish, and good gumbo. Got fever,
1: hey, welcome back. We're talking with James, Dr. James McAndrews, who is so kindly been giving us really factual good compassionate information about erectile dysfunction Jim um, in the other episode which we're gonna call erectile dysfunction what women No what we all want to know in that episode you shared that you yourself have had prostate I can't say prostate cancer tell us um, Tell us, a, tell us a little bit about what you would say to wives or, or children. Like I know, I, can y'all hear? I have people working in my yard today. Can you hear them?
2: Yeah, I can hear something going
1: on. I'm so sorry. I had a bunch of trees cut down and they, they're, <laughs> they're just getting really close to my house. I apologize for that. Okay. So I, keep, I don't think there's anything I can do about it. So my question, sorry to get distracted there. Um. You gave me a little thing over the... over. We've talked about maybe doing another episode and focusing on prostate cancer. I really think that'd be worth doing, but in the meantime, give me information that, that my listening friends might need to know. Uh,
2: if you're over 50, a man needs to have a PSA test to put to know if he's at risk for developing prostate cancer. So if you are married to a man, if you have a father, if you have a son, if you have a brother, all those people need to be encouraged to get a PSA blood test. It's a simple blood test to see where they are to see if they're at risk for developing prostate cancer. That early detection leads to better treatment if it's needed.
1: And you, you are a prostate cancer survivor yourself. You're five years past it. I know I, I see Cynthia posting all these amazing pictures of you running like marathons, right?
2: Right, right. so Sweet. yeah, I, i'm I'm a the poster child for finding it early, having good treatment, and not having some of the concerns about the treatment that can happen, like impotence and erectile dysfunction. So the earlier Sweet. you find it, the more options you have, and the less likely you may have the tr- uh, complications from the treatment.
1: So the first thing I'm going to do this afternoon is ask David if he thinks his doctor checks that every year. I mean, surely, wouldn't you think that would be a normal part of a man's physical or no?
2: No, not necessarily. At at one point, the uh, government entity said, oh, men don't need their PSA checked, and a lot of doctors stopped doing it. So it's important that a man be a little bit proactive for his own health to get the PSA test.
0: That's good
1: to know. I'm definitely going to incorporate that into my thinking and encourage David to get that done. Um, You know, the best way to get
2: a man to get his PSA is to tell his uh wife he needs a PSA. (laughs) Yeah. I like (laughs) the
1: idea that that you can prevent some of the other symptoms if you get a PSA early and, you know, early detection. That makes perfect sense to me. Well, okay. So when erectile dysfunction kind of surfaces in a marriage, there's probably some symptoms, but also I think women, we just naturally want to believe everything is our fault. If our marriage, I, I, Dave and I had struggles in our marriage. I've written a whole book about that. But when we have marital things that happen, especially in the sexual area, as women, we tend to think it's our fault. Like We're not pretty enough or we're not good enough or attractive enough. So talk to me as a doctor. Tell me a little bit about how you see that.
2: Well, the, uh, the problem is if a man starts to have trouble, he may not want to talk about it and regress a little bit, and then the wife may blame herself for it. But I think there's a whole book written called Sex Starts in the Kitchen. I think <laughs> sex, yeah. se- sex starts with a conversation. So a man may be avoiding the whole situation of intimacy because he's worried that he won't be able to perform. And that, right? And so that may contribute to the wife thinking that she doesn't meet the standard or something. Now, they may be the wife may be a contributing cause. She may not be understanding to what's going on with him. So, a conversation is the first step, and for her to be understanding that he's having a difficulty that he may not want to talk about directly uh, is the first step to hopefully getting him evaluated and treated so we can get that problem to resolve.
1: You know, um, one of the things I remember, cause we spent a lot of time in counseling, Dave and I, and I remember one, one, one of the psychologists that we really trust said, there's a formula. You first rule out any physical things, then you rule. This is on everything, not just erectile dysfunction, but on, on all right. sorts of things. First, you rule out the physical, then you rule out the emotional, and then you rule out the spiritual. And I thought that was great advice because sometimes something as simple as a physical exam will reveal that the other things that you're experiencing are actually just symptoms. Do you find that to be true in your practice?
2: Right. We always want to try to correct anything physical. For example, a man may have low testosterone, not even know it, and that's why he's feel tired and run down and things aren't working well in the sexual realm and it's a simple blood test to find out if his testosterone is low, well, we can give him extra testosterone and all of a sudden those things start getting better. So I really think that you have to rule out physical things, but then we have some treatment options that can help with the emotional and the psychological components.
1: That's so interesting. So I did a little research on this and I got a list like, lack of energy, sleep issues, weight gain, depression. I had one friend tell me that the, the biggest sign, men and women experience depression differently. But for men, if you want to know if your husband's depressed, you ask yourself, how grumpy is he? Grumpiness is actually a one of the symptoms of being depressed if you're a male. <laughs> it, probably females too, but Men don't talk about this stuff as easily as women do, especially their emotional lives. Sometimes they talk about it, but it's a different way of talking than sometimes women don't get the message, you know, so right. grumpy, grumpiness is one way men communicate that they're not feeling great. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And I, I pulled that for you because I knew we were going to be talking about this subject. So uh, what m- is the most important advice you would give a wife if she sees some of these symptoms in her husband? What what uh, hope do you have for her?
2: Well, the the first thing is to be understanding and encourage him to get evaluated. Because, you know, what you've talked about, lack of energy, sleep issues, weight gain, depression, those can be signs for other things going on. So enc- men don't like to go to the doctor. So <laughs> if she can encourage him to say, just get a checkup, just get some blood work done, And find out, are there any physical issues? And then once you've ruled out the physical issues, then you can open up opportunities for treatment of specific symptoms that you need to treat, whether it's counseling or medication or further testing.
1: I love that. You know, you you have such a specific uh, practice because you're a specialist, right? These right. are the kind of, con- some of these conversations I have with my doctor every time I go see him, my, just a general, he's not general practice tr- practitioner, I guess, technically he's an internist, but it's, he's the guy I go see, he's the one I talk to about all these issues. I talked to my doctor, in fact, I actually switched and, and asked him to be my doctor because he was David's doctor and I wanted to talk about David. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. I did that with my parents too. As my parents aged, I started going to their cardiologist because I wanted to talk to him about my parents' cardiology. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. If you're listening, we want you to know, I know I get amazing experts on this show, but they're human beings. Jim has his, he has a life. He has a beautiful family and he understands and has a great deal of compassion for people that suffer just like I do. And so we just want you to know you're loved by us. And that's why we do it. That's why he took an hour out of his day to do this with me, because I've been wanting to for a long time. So I feel so honored that you came on the show, Jim. Thank you so much for doing this with me.
2: Well, you're welcome. And hopefully we can do some more on prostate cancer, because I think that's another issue that men need to talk about more and women need to encourage their husbands in more to to, uh, For early detection so I'd be happy to come back another time and discuss that as well
1: that that you know what I'm gonna tell you a secret I usually have people contact me all the time to be on the show now and I usually only have people once. so I I will even say I want to have you on the show but you need to pick the right time for you because I only do it once in your case I'm gonna have you on as often as you will come (laughs) I'm so so excited to have you as as my expert today I know your background, I know your experience, and I know your beautiful, Christ-centered, spirit-filled heart, and also I know the testimony of so many of your friends and your beautiful wife, so thank you for being on the show today. If you want to hear more from James McAndrews, you just look for it. I'm going to share his testimony. I got him to promise me I could do that around Father's Day, and then you've heard him promise he'd do another episode on prostate, prostate cancer. I'm not sure I can. My voice can handle two spiritual battles. the next time, Jim. This has been. It was kind of a weird week for me. Not. I talk a lot, so having no voice has been kind of odd. Okay, so you can find all this information at Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com, and lots more stuff about infertility about. Ah, uh, miscarriages. There's a lot of stuff on there that we, when we we have experts that we know, love you and want you to have good information, and they've victoriously lived through some crisis. If you're going through a crisis right now, don't forget you can contact us. We pray for you every week. We love you. We're so glad you listened in today, Jim. And I want to thank you for staying with us and and hearing this conversation that we created just for you. This is Truth with a Texas twang. Thank you for joining us.
0: Oh, no. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, hello. Got it.